0: and upload. That's simple. Join Anchor.fm
1: today and get to podcasting. Mwah.
0: Hey, welcome back ladies and gentlemen to Who They Want podcast show. That is the podcast show that does everything that they don't. You are now tuning in to Who They Want podcast. I am your host of the evening, DJ Big Dog. Stay there, are you ready? Mr. Who They Want, CEO of Who They Want Entertainment, LLC. Y'all already know what it is. And joining me on tonight's segment is Master Editor. I call him the coolest nerd. My brother from another mother, Kyle E. What's
2: going on?
0: Hey, trying to maintain on this Monday evening. You know, want to send our love and prayers out to those affected by Hurricane Ida my new orleans my louisiana family in general all my peoples much love for who they want You yes. did. yes as y'all know this is the pre-show where we just laid back chit-chatting till we get into the show you know i started issuing our awards today to members of the crew still got some more awards to issue out, so don't feel like anybody is excluded from the war. I'll try to make it a weak event, if possible. As we wrap up season four, and I know I've said that on the last four or five episodes. When is season four gonna end? He ain't ended it yet. I don't get that. But, I want to take a moment also to shout out Natasha McDowell, Rainbow Pro 87, Blizz D, homie, and many more who have worked on content that i have produced under who the they want umbrella i got nothing but love and respect to y'all as well um lady v fat cakes if you're listening we're supposed to be getting ready to produce your content come the end of this week so y'all might as well get in luck because i'm working hard baby as i said in the last show i can't get my haters a day off <laughs> gotta keep working so that's my intention for this whole method of madness that I have created. Go ahead and stop the music before Facebook kill our little live ceremony. You know they good doing that. Mm-hmm. So, you're tuning in on YouTube, the block, and Facebook Live. We definitely appreciate all y'all love, support, comments, questions, remarks, banters, whatever y'all offer. We appreciate them all. You know, don't nothing go overlooked in this department. Absolutely not. Yeah, good. Um just wanna give myself a shout out as well. (laughs) You know, for just being me. I'm gonna pull the Snoop Dogg. I wanna congratulate pull me. It, pull, a Snoop,
2: pull the Snoop Dog.
0: <laughs> I just wanna thank me.
2: <laughs> you did.
0: Uh, okay, so yeah. how's your weekend been, bro?
2: The weekend was great. Um, Saturday I spent spent a major, spent a majority of time in the editing room just getting some stuff ready because I had a couple clients who had um you know who had asked me to help them out. So I, you know, took a few days to do, you know, to do that. I'm glad that I'm glad that the schedule I have allows me to do that along with, you know, along with just, you know, being here and then just being able to chill. Then um, on Sunday, went to a play um, that my sister directed. She's a uh, you know, d- director over at the Long War and Theater in New Haven over here in, in Connecticut. And. Um, mm-hmm it was a great it was
0: a great, great show awesome that's phenomenal to hear yeah uh, spent my weekend i did a, as you know we did the podcast saturday evening yeah. and like i said for those of y'all that been keep track me i told y'all i invested my coins in some hulu now so i spent my days catching up on a lot of classic shows mostly anime now you know been following up with a lot of series Mm-hmm. And, of course, my 90s favorite classic shows, like Family Matters, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Saved by the Bell, you know, stuff like that. that I'm the used to like, lineup, Like, <laughs> literally, the whole lineup. Like, the whole PBI um, lineup. They're just, they're
2: just
0: and I'm boys crazy. crazy. <laughs>
2: <Switching there too. laughs> exactly.
0: Like, I'll complain about all the new stuff out. Like, I just like this. I just like that. But I can watch stuff I don't watch, you know, 10, 20-plus years ago and be sitting down like it's a brand-new episode to me. Like, it does not affect me at all. I guess it's just different strokes for different folks.
2: I think what I think what it is is when you give when you give something that you that you love, that at a certain point of, you know of rest, and you go back to watching it after years of not seeing it, it hits different. Like when like certain jokes that you didn't get before, right? Since you're an adult, you get you know, and you've had more life experience, you get it now. Even Anything? in even in, <laughs> even in cartoons, just like oh, no, that, no, that's what they were trying to say? Oh, my God, what the heck? You know, you get the subtext.
0: And <laughs> I think that's what it, uh, that's why I think it primarily leads to. It's all about, you know, getting a greater understanding of what you didn't know then. You know, now you got the maturity level to be like, oh, okay, now I get the whole context. But, but as you just said, so it's all about that, man. I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy life for what it is, you know. Like i said we're still battling this pandemic and i try to stray away from that department of life because don't nobody want to focus on the depression behind
2: that that's mm-hmm. all it,
0: even though it's taking lives but it's creating a world of dark depression for us
2: yeah you know so. yeah i've been i've had to dig myself out of that hole a couple times since this whole thing started right but, uh, you know it's uh it's a it's it's still like it's still a process because it's very because it's very real things have, things have changed as a as a result but i'd say for the good and the bad you know not mm-hmm. just not just one not just one or the other like every time i talk about it with people i like to point out the the positives that came about thanks to covid-19 and even though that sounds like very in a way that sounds bleak to say there was, a, there still was a lot of good that came out of this, too, so. agree. You know? Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, man, but I think the most important thing is that some people, I ain't gonna say a lot, but I'm gonna say yeah. some people still don't grasp, it's like, it's teaching you to value family again. Like, it's yeah. teaching you everybody used to question that i want to know what love is i think this is giving you that one on one session to understand what it's like to love somebody you care about mm-hmm. rather than blood or not blood like just love for humanity and existing in this world mm-hmm. should be crucial so be like you know what i'm saying even though i dislike you i despise you but i still want to see you live because I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be
2: better than
0: me.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, we're still like, whether we like each other or not, we're still, we're still human beings. You know, we're only here, we're only here for a short amount of time, no matter what, no matter what that is. So if you spend time just, if you spend time hating on someone because of whatever, I don't care. I don't care whether it's skin color, hi, they did you wrong back in, you know, back in whatever time, you know, that's, that's just, to me, that's wasting it. That's wasting energy, you know?
0: It is, it is, it is energy that can be used for manifesting something else as Mm -hmm. we move on after the pre-show, like, we'll get into Manifest Monday for you guys, but just to speak on that briefly, is like, what do you really gain out of trying to destroy you know what I'm saying? What are you
2: profiting? I don't know. I don't know. You know how like like we, we you and I had spoke about the new Suicide Squad movie and right. the character of uh, peace uh, peacemaker, right? Exactly. And his whole deal was no matter what I gotta do, that's how I'm gonna find my peace, no matter if I have to kill men, women, or children in order to get there. I'm like, it's kind of twisted, don't you think? Like what are you what are you trying to do? You're trying to get that what what peace are we talking about? Is there a storm in your head that you want to silence and you're thinking that just getting rid of people and following orders to, to to get rid of life and everything is going to accomplish that? I don't get it. You know?
0: I don't think some things are meant to get on that level when it comes no. to talking about the mentality of understanding why is that person so maniacal and diabolical mm-hmm. like why you know what i'm saying cuz if yeah. you use peacemakers you like look at tony montana he was a guy by any means necessary he was a rough house but he had a code of i wouldn't kill women and children
2: right yeah. so I,
0: have we reached the point where that era is completely washed away now and it's like look We'll we'll snatch the candy up out the baby mouth if we got to, and take the whole baby with
2: us. I mean, even though we're talking about fictional characters, it's still very it's it's still relevant, especially especially today. Some people will will they they just don't they just don't care, you know?
0: Exactly, they don't, bro. It's a sad, sad world, you yeah. know. So, but talking about the editing world you being a master editor how long of experience do you have in the editing field
2: um oh man oh, shoot um i started back in 2007 as a hobby mm-hmm. um my, my dad got me my first camera and my uh and my first piece of professional editing software I actually i actually started because of um my my friends and i we used to edit like um animated music videos back in the day and uh after that I was like man this is cool this is like really cool just adding just we would just add music to video clips and stuff like that and that's what started that that's what started that journey then I got you know then I got my first camera and my first piece of editing software and then um just started doing you know more and more like YouTube videos and stuff for fun then fast forward I went to uh, um I went to a broadcasting school where they showed me everything from Uh, editing on final cut pro to using adobe to um how to how to put together a radio show and i'm like see this is something i i I really like to do i like to i like to create i like to make something new i like to help other people do that so really it's it's been a it's been a minute but professionally Mm -hmm. i'd have to say in the past i'd say in the past two, three, two, three years professionally, everything, everything else was, everything else was a hobby building up to that, you know, I had to come up, I had to come to terms with, like, could this be something I could see myself doing to really make a living out of, you know, so now I'm, now I'm, now I'm really pursuing my passion.
0: Awesome sauce, that's great, man. and mm-hmm. I think that's what draws more of the positive energy from it, is when you be like, even though it's Some people still going to look at it like, oh, that's a hobby, man. You can't make six figures out of that. But see, y'all looking at the can we make six figures right then and there instantly. You don't look at the time and the dedication to perfect that craft, to make it worth that million dollars. That'll eventually come in the long run. You know what I'm saying?
2: Exactly. Everything takes everything is trial and error. Everything is trial and error. You think like everybody from freaking um like you, 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 you have people that have come out of the garage with pro with products and had, you know, and had to patent them and sell and, and sell them. You think that was the first version they came out with? No. For some, no. For some maybe others. No, they had to, re- you know, they had to refine it. They were like, okay, what's the, you know, what's the purpose? What is the need or what is the, what is the want out there? You know what I'm saying? And right. then they were, and then they, they, they had to grind some people really had to grind you know others had others had connections but ultimately it takes work to get anywhere I mean look at you know look at um look at look at you big dog I mean you're you're you know you've been doing this podcasting thing for you know for a while but you've also done other things similar to it. You know, mm-hmm. you did Correct. you did you did music. You've helped you know helped other people with their content, and now and now and and you had a friend who helped you realize that you could make really make something out of this and have fun with it. And look at and look at you now, a hundred something shows later after about a year. So, you know it it takes it it takes time, it takes work, and it takes and it takes passion. You know,
0: one hundred percent true, my brother couldn't say it better. Like you definitely put the nail in the coffin on that (laughs) subject, you dig? And with Mm -hmm. that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you back to the Who They Want podcast show, Manifest Monday. (laughs) So I wanna open tonight's discussion, I'm I'm gonna do something that's been on my mind. I'm gonna open it with a one word text and I want you to tell me and your best description, not the dictionary's best description. What right. do you feel like that word means to you? And my opening word for this subject will be challenges. What does challenges mean to you?
2: Challenges. Challenges is something that, yes, you know that you really. Just that, just that one word encompasses a lot of things because it's not it's it's not just it's not just one thing. It could be it could be a challenge for someone to get up in the morning because they could you know because they could be overthinking something or maybe they just don't want to move right then or maybe they physically can't. You know, mm-hmm. it's a cha- it's a challenge for pe- for for people to sometimes decide what they're going to have for you know, what they're going to have for breakfast. If they decide to have breakfast in the first place, it's a chat. It's a, you know, it's a challenge for new parents are like, oh, I, you know, how are we going to, ra- you know, how are we going to raise our, you know, our child? Are we going to raise them this way? Are we going to raise them that way? Are we going to, you know, are what, what's their name going to be? What's the, now some, I'm just using these as examples because the people that I know, right. Um But Challenges can also, you know, the challenges can also be fun. You challenge, your, you challenge yourself to overcome whatever limit, or you challenge yourself to do something that you never thought you could do before. Whether it be, whether it be anything from writing a story to starting a uh, to starting a company, you know, there's different, there's different, le- there's different levels here. You know, like it's not, it's not just a game. It's not just something that somebody appointed you. It's all about, it's all about your mental, your your mental. Um, your mental capacity like what do you what do you think about this particular um, action or uh, thing or person they're challenging you to maybe you think outside the box to you see you kind of see where I'm going here
0: absolutely you know? yeah yeah you yeah. know that's the answer I was really looking for from a different perspective because mine would ultimately have been similar but then I'd be like mine has just been like All my life has been a challenge in a sense, Yeah, you know, from always being told what you can't achieve, what you can't do, what you can't have. Like, I made those, like, personal goals for me. Like, that became my challenge of, oh, let me show you I can do it. Let me show you, you know, I can walk. Let me show you I can talk the talk. Let me show you, you know, I can dress myself. Let me show you I can cook a whole full-course meal. Like, just challenges on that nature. And then became the mental challenges of like let me show you I can build a brand build a business you know put certain things in perspective that mm-hmm. most people would look over I thoroughly would look at and be like nah I think I'm gonna take a risk on this I'm gonna take that gamble. Yeah. and then cause I've always sat at the table of the ones that you would always talk about like you know if I hear you whisper about oh don't sit next to Susan Martha they don't do nothing but sit quiet and do nothing and you know this nine for. Oh, i oh i'm gonna go sit with susan and martha i want to see why they so quiet <laughs> obviously they doing something creative if they got you talking and stirring the buzz about the particular people so that's mm. would be my angle i would sit at the ghosted table mm. never felt more alive
2: uh, see i'd be i'd be the one that look like especially especially growing up, if some, if I heard anybody say that, I'd be curious as to why. But I'd pretty much stay. I'd pretty much stay in my lane, you know. Um, yeah. Now it'd probably be a little different, you know. But I'm also someone that errs on the side of caution. But speaking of challenges, sometimes I challenge myself to get out of that, um, you know, of that safety bubble I put myself in, you know. So.
0: Agree. Well, hmm. Yeah. Now, I think that one got to be the biggest challenge is when you put yourself in a bubble for so long. And now you're like, oh, do I dare myself to come out of this cocoon to finally spread yep. my wings and emerge and yep. take on this challenge? Because I'm sick of the naysayers. I'm sick of just you bullying and poking at me like I can't stand up and, you know, fight for this situation. So I'm going to make it known that I can handle business. Blood, sweat, and tears. Like I don't have to physically fight you to show you that I'm ready to stand up to you in a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's a uh, it it's a uh, you know it it like it's it's different for it's different for everybody. Like I'm I consider myself to be a, a, a late bloomer on some things. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I had to one time I um I had the cha- I had to challenge myself to learn about where i lived like when i when i moved with when i moved into my to my stepdad's place after my parents you know after my mom got remarried i barely knew my way around like i had a, a you know, i have a t- to this day i still have a terrible sense of direction but i at least can walk my city now right okay but, but before i couldn't like i just stayed in the house you know, looking for, you know, looking for jobs because at the time I had just, you know, I had just lost my job. They had, you know, shut down. So, and I did not know where I was, you know, like where I was going to go. Like if I wanted to go down to the mall or go down to Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, at that point, I didn't know let my left and my right because I kept thinking, okay, if I go down here, I'm going to get lost. If I go down here, I'm going to get lost. Right. Then one day, One day I had a talk with my mom and we hired a coach to help me out and they didn't believe that I, they had asked me, where am I going to go? Like, you know, where's Dunkin' Donuts? We're in this, we're in this guy's car. Right. And Mm -hmm. we're talking about, you know, we're talking about life and stuff. And he asked me like, okay, so you go from here to Dunkin' Donuts, where's the Dunkin' Donuts? And I said, I don't know when the Dunkin' Donuts was literally right down the street, but I was put on the spot, so I clammed up. I was challenged and I clammed up, right? Right. It wasn't until he saw me like on the verge of tears where he realized, oh my God, he's not kidding. Like we're in we're in his car, he's challenging me. He's saying, I'm gonna play the part of the GPS. I'm not gonna move unless you tell me where to go, right? Right, then, okay. Then he realized, I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> So, so after, so after that, we would go back and forth to different spots throughout the city, you know, and he would challenge me to figure out where to, you know, which routes to take to go to go. Right. And that took, that took mm. a while. That took, a, that took a while of, of training, because like I said, I was very, I was in my bubble. I relied on, on my family to get to where I was going. I, shoot, I knew how to take the bus. But ask me if I took the bus on my, you know, like on my own, without anybody having to tell me it was very, you know, it was very rare. Right. So right. that was when I had to challenge myself to, you know, to figure out where to, you know, how to get from, you know, how to get from place to place on my own. And I was in my twenties. So that's what I mean by like, and I've lived in this city my entire life. So that's what I mean by late. That's what I mean by late bloomer, you know,
0: I mean, but don't feel bad. Cause think about the listeners out there that are still dealing with this type of issue. So don't just single yourself out short. At it's just you that ultimately wouldn't get it. Cause me personally, I'm the tie If I can't remember a, a particular landmark in yeah. my memory bank of where we're going, then I wouldn't yeah. know to tell you to go left or the right way. I just like yeah. keep going straight, keep going straight, keep going straight. Like my, you know, my attention span. My parental views would be like, nope, that ain't, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm still looking left and right. Like, nope, I don't remember seeing this. I don't remember seeing that. Mm. And then finally we get to, you know, a certain mailbox or a certain restaurant or something that sits there. And I go, oh, yeah, you make a left at this spot and you go down right. this road. Yeah. And then as we go on, things are starting to become more aware. So I would challenge myself to try to remember at least four to five different things mm. Mm. to, you know, identify how to get to that location that we're trying to get to because you're right it sucks when the other the driver becomes your gps and sometimes the driver be testing you they'll know exactly where they going but they yeah. gonna look at you like all right tell me where i'm
2: going and you yeah. are like i know you don't exactly, i know you don't know how to map this <laughs> yeah that's exactly what this training exercise was about i even have a i even have a best friend who does not like when when she lived here um She knew landmarks. She didn't know street names. Right. Right. So she could walk the two hours it took, you know, to get to to get to my place on foot. When I used to when I used to when when my before my mom got remarried, we lived in a different we lived in a different spot for about 10 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And and um, one of my homegirls, she would come and visit me and we would and we would hang out but she lived on the other side of town. So it took her a while, but she knew how to get there and back no problem. But she knew her street name, but she didn't know she didn't know like every street name it took to get to my place, right? But she just right. knew how to get there. So at least she knew like landmarks and stuff. She even had to show me how to get to her place when she moved. But it was, um, you know, it, it was still a challenge because I was very, you know, especially in the dark, things look different in the dark to me so it was very um you know it was very unnerving to to get out of that oh my god I'm gonna get lost thing you know sometimes all I had to do was go straight ahead but I was taking every twist and turn I saw you know because I was like nah that doesn't look familiar that doesn't look familiar um but I got, you know, I got, I got through it It occasionally still happens, but I can, you know, but now I can walk pretty much everywhere. You know, I just have to take my time and paint the mental picture of where I'm trying to go. You know, That's
0: true. That's true. I love your take on that. I love how you narrated exactly what challenges is for people. So listeners don't feel bad because you're challenged in your day to day life. You just mm-hmm. gotta sit back, observe the situation, and then yep. figure out a method of approaching that situation to get through those challenges. So right. I'm gonna move on and say the next word would be handicap. What is the Kyle Eric take on the term of being called handicap?
2: All right, well, we, all, we, know, the, we know the dictionary definition. Right. Um, handicap to me is something that anybody can do to themselves. You know what I'm saying? Stopping yourself from living, that's a handicap. Let, letting Letting yourself believe every negative thing that someone else is saying, that's a handicap. You know? that that to that that to me is a lot it's a lot it's it it feels a lot more real than just saying it's a physical it's a physical or mental disability something different about you that sets you apart from other you know from other people that you know that to me is just one part of it that's just one part of it because when you see the handicap symbol, it's always that 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 symbol is very clear. Person in a wheelchair, right? Right. Right. Yeah. That kind of that. While wow, that symbol looked cool to me, and I like the way they updated it. <laughs> um, at the same time, that to me is only one part of it, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. like to say handicap anymore. I like to say handicapable or right. um, or um or or like differently abled even though some people don't like that I, I saw a list of terms that on a uh, on a uh, um, on a group I'm a part of matter of fact that somebody shared and it's like a list of terms that we're not using anymore right okay that we that we refuse to that we refuse to use if I could find it I'll send it to you okay. Um. so ha- yeah handicap handicap to me is letting letting someone else's words or someone else's feelings about you dictate your moves. You know what I'm saying? When you let, when you let something or someone else dictate your dictate your moves in this life, that is handicapping yourself, you know?
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. Cause it's, it's really, it's really easy to, it's really easy to think, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm different people, Obviously, see that I'm different, so I'm going to try and fit in, so they forget that I don't, you know, that I have these limitations. I like I either have, in my case, I had uh, braces, crutches, uh, wheel, uh, wheelchair, um, a walk, a walker. It was very obvious to people that I needed that I needed help. So, some, you know, they pitied me, and that pity led to me just letting them do whatever because they thought they were doing the right thing which I will say you know they were except they for th- 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 there were times where they forgot that I'm still human and I had mm-hmm. to explain that to a I had to explain that to a family member just recently the reason why I hated school is because I didn't feel like myself I didn't feel human everyone around me who didn't know me made me feel less than human and that includes the teachers because their, um, you know, because their policies was treat him with kid gloves because he has a disability and he's, quote unquote, slow. Right. Instead of asking right. him, what can you do? What do you like to do? They just assumed. Right. That to me is a handicap. If you just assume that somebody is is limited in this way because of the way they look. And not asking them straight up what they can do—that right there, you're, you're handicapping yourself. Forget the fact that they look different. What about you? What does that say about you? You know?
0: Exactly. So,
2: I think, yeah, that's my that's my definition. Letting somebody else dictate your moves—that's a—that's a handicap, to me. Tough.
0: That's tough. So to piggyback off of that handicap to me, I couldn't say what handicap actually would mean because. I never was defined by it and mm-hmm. like my grandmother would be like my biggest motivational on that term because mm-hmm. she would look at you and she go okay so what you got braces on your legs, so what that makes you handicapped okay you walk differently than the next person that makes you handicapped she would pick out every thing that would doctors will say this this, this, this. and she go okay and your point is your point is your point is basically yeah. in a sense and then you get to that point where it drills in your mental and you go, maybe I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, because I would make myself that awkward kid back in the day. Like I would be that one that sit quietly and, you know, kind of stay to myself. And then when I finally get into a circle of conversation and I start talking, people, like you said, people look at you funny, like, I didn't know you could enunciate words or something. Like, hello. Man.
2: Man, that's been my whole life. And that had nothing to do with the fact that I'm disabled. That had to do with the fact that I'm black. <laughs> so.
0: Good point. Good point.
2: <laughs> you know, you surprise the heck out of people that you can actually enunciate words. It was like, and I got the grown people coming up to me like, where did you where did you go to school? Where were you educated? Public schools, just like the rest of y'all. I've i gone from public to private to public again, right Word. right, and it's that's the way I and that's just the way I spoke. But it had nothing to do with the fact that I have a obvious difference. Shoot, I knew people with speech impediments and things like and 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 things like that. And all you gotta do is all you gotta do is be willing to listen to them. That's it. All you gotta that's do is real. be willing. That that's it. All we wanna do is be treated equally, and that's that's on every everybody's like that's on everybody's radar everybody just wants to be treated equally right I agree so like yeah like we have something that makes us different some would say unique right but but being handi- being being handicapped or being or or disabilities it's a spectrum it's not just one it's not just one thing so can we try to just communicate you know just can we can we communicate and relate i don't care if this person can't even talk let's try and figure out what they can do to to properly communicate with the next person and then let's see if we can work around whatever whatever that difference is whatever that challenge is you know
0: agree and people fail to realize that some of the most you know world-renowned geniuses were handicapped people
2: facts facts
0: you know what I'm saying? We put them on these monuments and these stools as mm-hmm. average human beings, and they wasn't.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: As your slogan would say, never be normal. Like, when has people or societies we know it ever
2: been normal? Somebody had to deem it normal in order for it to become normal. Somebody, like, the norm. Somebody had to deem that the norm. Like, like, Back like back in the day, what do they do to people like uh, like people like us? They put us in. They would put us in homes, which in some cases they still do. But it would yeah. be, you know, but it's like they put us in homes, and some would, you know, some would thrive, and others would be subjected to to abuse and you know just just things that I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine. Like I, I I've known people that have worked in the, you know, who have worked in um, different uh, homes for, you know, for people like us and those, you know, their parents would left them on feeding tubes and that's it, you know, never let never let them grow or, or spread their wings or realize their own potential because they were like, oh, I don't know how to handle my son or daughter or whatever they decide to call themselves with, you know, with a disability. And I don't blame the parents. I blame okay. whoever they were around. I don't blame I don't I, I because their influences is, is what made them is is what made them that way, right? So if you're not in an environment that, it, you know, th- that embraces challenges, embraces differences, and is willing to and is work willing to work with people and willing to help uh, people out, you know, then you're just going to see. The challenge you're not going to see the person
0: right
2: at least that's my take on it
0: and i love your take on it like you know what i'm saying you have the right to have that take because again thinking outside of the box there's probably a hundred thousand kyle erics in this world that probably feel the same way they just won't the personally come out and admit it just as there's probably a hundred thousand statement mitchells of the same like behavior Yep. So this one, DJ Big Dog, this Thedman Mitchell is here to tell you guys, it's okay to not be normal. It's okay to accept the challenges that you go through. Just don't give up. Like, I just exactly. hope you catch that notion.
2: Exactly. Don't, don't give up. There are so many success stories out there. You know what I'm saying? And by success stories, I don't mean like they made a lot of money or they, you know, they bought all these expensive stuff. No, all that materialism, no, because that because that could go away in an instant. I mean they got out of that thought process, or maybe they were never in that thought process because they had the support system. That right. oh yeah, I have a difference. Okay, sure. Okay, fine. What can we, you know, what can we do? Because doctors, doctors counted me out from jump. Right, Same they here. You know what I'm saying? They they count on us. And and, and here's one thing I don't understand about. Okay. That. And it's probably because of the. It probably was worse in our parents' era, and you know, in going back, you know, and going backwards. But and coming up in the era that we came in, it came up in late '80s, early '90s. How in the world are you going to tell a you know a new parent that your son or daughter with a disability may not make it? That's only. Right. That's only one possibility. That's not the end. That is, that is, that is not the whole that, that's not guaranteed. How are, you, how are you going to tell someone, a brand, you know, that so, someone who just had a kid, who just realized that their kid is going to have challenges when they grow up, that maybe they won't be able to do this, that, and a third because of this. So you might want to prepare them for you might want to prepare them for this. Well, here's an idea, doctor, sir, madam. How about you do some research and figure out what this, you know, figure out over time what this person can do. My parents, when they had me, they didn't know how to, you know, like what what CP or anything meant. Right.
3: Mm -hmm. At
2: At the time. But. They. You know, they did their research. They had people. They had people in their corner. I got the therapy. I I got the therapy I needed. You know, I had my first surgery. I don't know when. Like I was only like a few months old because the CP also affected my eyes. I had lazy eye and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I couldn't remember that. My first real three surgeries as a kid, I can remember those vividly. You know, right? But but when I started hearing stories of kids who had similar challenges as you and i and their parents didn't know what to do so they just left them in a home or something or left them with a relative or something like that it was like wait what wait, really i couldn't right. fathom that because my as that was not my life you know or i'll give you i'll give you an even more I'll, I'll give you a um i'll give you another example a fictional example but it also is very um it, it was also very relevant for the time um, okay. have you ever seen the movie, the wizard? What is
0: it? I probably have. I just can't tell you like, right. Yeah. The right. one about right.
2: the, the one that the, the, the one it was, it was starred, uh, Fred Savage and it was about his brother who ended up being like a video game prodigy. You know, I probably, this like I said, I've
0: probably seen it. It's just probably been years. Yeah. This know, is a I'm late,
2: this is a early, this is a late eighties, early nineties movie. That was basically a, a, a Nintendo commercial. Uh, Because they were advertising everything from Double Dragon to Ninja Turtles to Super Mario Brothers 3, and it just, and it just come out. So, so this kid was very, the, the, the main kid, he was very quiet, you know, he was very quiet, very to himself Mm -hmm. and only like, and very soft spoken and they put him in a home and his older brother snuck him out. Right. Right. So. Nowadays, they would probably diagnose him with something like autism or something like that, just, a, just as an example. But right. back then, well, back then, at least in the movie, they put him in a home and him and his brother go on this road trip, uh, you know, this road trip, basically hustling people in, um, you know, in gas stations and arcades because he found out his brother knew how to get the highest score on Double Dragon or knew how to, you know, okay, yeah. Super Mario. You know, and I think about that. Mo- I think about that movie every so often when I see another kid proving the doctors wrong.
0: Right. right.
2: When I when I when I when I see someone proving the doctors wrong, like the guy that I think I told you about, it—the guy who's in a wheelchair who who rock climbs. Right. Yeah. He's literally, mm-hmm. he's literally still strapped into his wheelchair, and he's like just climbing these walls like it's like Spider-Man, like it's nothing.
0: Like you they know, didn't let that handicap art challenge stop them. And no. since we're on the subject of cinema, like yeah. you gotta look at the movie Rain Man as well, was another fictional character that you know seemed different, but was a genius in the end. Forrest yeah. Gump, one of my Forrest, all-time favorites. Gump.
2: Yep. Yep. So, and that that calls is- him
0: stupid just because he learned differently from everyone. But this man knew how to identify love was as a kid, like instantly.
2: Stupid is and stupid does.
0: Bubble <laughs> okay. was my bestest friend. <laughs>
2: man. Life is like a box of chocolates.
0: You never knew what you're gonna get. You never eat. know
2: what you're gonna get. Man,
0: imagine if he could have differentiated at that time period what Apple was really sending him. Like he threw away stupid money that Apple had him sitting on extra millions. Like. He was like the richest dummy, as a fictional character.
2: Yep, yep. It's um like that, and that you know, one you're like once again, once again, like one one of Tom Hanks' best you know best roles. But it's and man, uh, it, it, yeah, like that is a the book that it's based on almost completely different from the, you know, from the movie itself. But the, uh, the whole idea, the whole idea of it, 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 you know, it, it holds true. Why are you know, you're underestimating, you're underestimating this, this man, this, you know, this boy, this, this, this man, this, you know, this person, because he's not like everybody else. That run for us run scene where, where the kid does, the braces break off as he dashes through the field. Like, like that's almost like getting chains off your feet.
0: Absolutely. That you is know? definitely similar.
2: You know what I'm saying? Cause that, cause right, because right there he was free. He was free from the judgment. He was free from the looks. He was free from the, you know, from people making, making fun of him. And it was all because he loved his mom and he loved Jenny. He loved, he loved his mom and he stayed loving this 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 girl next door who was going through was going through stuff like mm. major stuff sheesh you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And the saddest part was she was going through it even through childhood. Exactly that as an adult, like she even though let's look at the comparison here. Like Forrest knew what little was just based off meeting her and like I say from his mom as mm-hmm. well. But she grew up on an opposite angle of, nah, I don't feel the same, you know, level of love. Her dad was abusing her. Her mom had already passed. Mm -hmm. You know, she had to go live with her not-so-favorite aunt. You know, it changed her. Like, Forrest grew up to love, love more, and she grew up to resent it even more.
2: Yeah. Yeah it's um it's like in that and that was and that was something that i feel like please don't ever i i you know i i feel like they could probably do this but please don't do it because it because it really doesn't need to do not remake forrest gump
0: i think i think the word on that as far as movie rumors go is it supposed to get a sequel
2: it was supposed to get a sequel where we're like we see either his son, where at this point he would probably be you know much older, but you know go right you know go right go right ahead go right ahead. Um, but I we, mean, mean,
0: all, we can go yeah. for it. Think about it. His son grows up. It starts off with his son maybe at Forrest's funeral. Maybe. Yeah. Or Forrest died from running too much that his heart gave out. Something I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, but. That you know, but the bubble gump shrimp company's still going strong. So he's able, you know, so maybe he's able to, you know, do some tra you know, do some traveling, meet some people, maybe meet some people that Forrest knew, you know.
0: Now, wouldn't that put a a wrench in the storyline? Imagine that a son basically given a silver spoon when his mom didn't have it. So he lives his dad's life, like you say, he inherits bubble gump. They may yep. even meet Lieutenant Dan or Lieutenant Dan's grandkids or something. Right. And they may become the best of friends and they, you know, what all good movies do, they're going to trade war stories as we would use. They are yep. gonna trade some stories of this is how I'm raised and this is what I know versus this is what I'm taught and this is what I know. But if you take that and bring it to reality, isn't that just like the humans of today? We all go by stories that we are just instilled to know.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it like I, I look, I I look at it, I look at it like this. The first time I saw Forrest Gump was in the middle of the movie, right? He, okay. he was, you know, he had. I think it was like um, right after he find, like right after he finds, um either right after he finds Jenny. Um, you know, in that, you know, in that club where she's, where she's singing that folk song, or it could have been that, you know, it could have been when he first started running. I didn't realize the significance of the run because I was just a kid. I had no, I had no idea what was going on. All I saw was the times, you know, the time skips and him just running to, you know, just running to run and people asking him, where is he going? Why are you doing this in the first place? What's the purpose? And he just felt like running. You know, mm. I have like, I have gotten the, I have gotten those same questions. Cause I used to run in school, like not run track. I would run the hallways. Right. I had, I had so much energy. I get up at like four in the morning and I get up at like four in the morning, put the TV, you know, put the TV on, do my exercises. Right.
3: All and
1: right.
2: then I just felt like running before a homeroom and don't know why. I just did it. And people saw me and they were like, why don't you join the track team or something? Right now? Some of these people used to tease me, but then they see that I, at least on flat ground, because I live in a place where, where a lot of, you know, there's a lot of Hills. Um, I could, you know, I could run fast and they were like, wow. You know, or, or one time when they saw that I could dance Mm. and, um, not like, you know, like well choreographed stuff. I just feel the beat, you know what I'm saying? And they were like, Oh, I didn't know you could, do, you know, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that just for, you know, just for, just for giggles. I'm, I'm singing to at the time, remember when ringtones were, were popular. Right. You know, it's, you know, you know, it's funny, just oh, just quick segue, you know how people, uh, would make fun if you, if you say you listen to a, like a, like a song in a different language or, or a chip tune or something. Yeah, um, um, y'all used to pay how much for a ringtone? Like exactly,
0: y'all on you know, all them, the, y'all on all them apps trying to get them perfect songs, and we knew how to put it right to the radio, right on time, and get the perfect part.
2: It's just not like like, and and that's just, and that's a basically that's like a chiptune version of a song, half the song. <laughs> but people were making money off of it. I find that hilarious. But yeah, I used to, I used to dance to like ringtones and stuff. Like people would bring their, you know, their, their CD players to school and I would ask to listen to the, you know, listen to the music because somebody, somebody always had a dope mixtape. I was like, where did you get, where did you get this? Where did you get this mixtape from? Like with all these freestyles and stuff. Absolutely loved it. And then one day I just started dancing in class and they, and they asked me to do it again. Right. I should have, I should have said, Hey, if you're going to do this, you got to pay me
0: <laughs> Exactly.
2: because I was irritating the teacher. He was like, Oh, cause he, cause he thought they were making fun of me. And I was like, at that point, I didn't care. I just wanted to do it. That
0: was it. <laughs> I love that go get a spirit. So since we brought up music in the segue, what are your yeah. thoughts on this weekend Kanye West's Donda album dropping?
2: I have not listened to it yet. It's been a while since I've actually listened to a full Kanye project. Right. It, it has been a minute. I've listened to plenty of his songs, old and current. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go away on this whole. Uh, he was better during the college dropout days, blah, blah, blah. Um, My my you know, my thing is like he knows how to hype up his own, Um, you know, his his projects. He knows how to 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 really bring attention to himself. And I, I got to you know, I, I got to give him credit on that. But somebody made but somebody made a point. We will give him a pass on some things that he says as long as the music is still good. You know, things that he says, things that he's done, we've given a pass to because it's like, oh, maybe he's mentally ill, you know, you know, his mom you know his mom died a long time ago. And and that, and those are all relevant things. But some things is like, dude, um. You need somebody to talk to. I hope he has somebody to. T- I hope he has somebody to talk to. You mm. know, I I hope right. he has somebody to talk to.
0: And that's interesting because I don't think no one's ever sat him down, close corner, and be like, "Bruh, you know what I'm saying? Or you do you need a hug? Can you? Are you yeah, okay? Man. Like, are you healed all the way? Like, what is going on? Because, like you say, it's easy to talk semantics of. His album ain't, everybody's album ain't going to never be like the albums they did 10, 20 plus years ago. Right, right. This is, be that, like, people still argue about pop music, and I'm not going to get into that debate, but I'm just saying, there was a time for that era where it was a big thing, even though the lyricism is currently relevant to mm-hmm. everything in today's time as far as hip-hop culture and just life goes. But that's a different scenario. We're on the subject of Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And me personally was like, like you said, I'm more of a college dropout fan. I'm a fan of pretty much, I was a fan of even when he did the 808s and the Heartbreak.
2: I you know, okay. like I had I had my favorite, I had my favorite joints up there.
0: See what I'm saying? So to me, I've never really would say albums to me would be like on the top shelf of that's the prize, even though mm-hmm that's how they get their accomplishments is based off the album sales. But right. me, I'll, I'll give you like my top five or 10 tracks and be like, okay, the rest of these was trash. Like anybody that knows me personally know I'm a huge Little Wayne fan. So yeah. anything that he puts his hand on or anything he has done, I will criticize it. You might be like his rock album was trash. And I'm like, nah, bro, it was dope. Listen to this track. Listen to this. Like it's different I, I, ways to compare
2: I oh, yeah. kind of liked I kind of liked Prom Queen like the, the 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 single off his rock album uh Prom Queen cuz cuz um it's like everybody knows a girl like that in high school everybody every everybody everybody knows someone who seems very you know very uh you know like very popular you know got everybody you know got all the guys or some girls drooling you know what i'm saying and just you know And then you got the, you know, and then you got the nerdy, the nerdy guy or the guy that no one really pays attention to who's really feeling her, but, you know, and, and they might, they might end up being, they might end up being friends. You don't know, but it's like that, you know, the prom queen is crying, sitting, knocking at my door. I'm like, you know, I get it. I don't like the fact that it's, you know, all auto-tuned and distorted, but it still gets stuck in my head, you know? That would be one of those songs that I would go back to when I'm feeling some type when I'm feeling some type of way that and right. um that and uh I feel like dying but not because I felt like that. it was it was it was is because of the like the the vibe of the song mm-hmm. you know no you're know okay you know all right that that phrase music gets me high absolutely uh, yeah that 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 is so true Especially for my from my brain, that is so that is so true. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's definitely it's definitely my drug. Like my drug of choice would definitely be music. Yeah. Yeah, most like, definitely. I, I'll watch my TV, cut my TV completely off just to cut on YouTube music and play my playlists, as I beat them put together. You know?
2: Uh, like, yeah. I'll I, escape quicker. I'll I'll do the same, you know, I'll do the same thing when I just need a Like when I'm in the middle, when I'm in the middle of of just a cool down time, if I'm like cleaning out my, you know, cleaning out my computer or I just, or I'm just trying to, you know, trying to get myself in the right mindset, I will go through my playlist and find that song. I'm looking for, I'm looking for that vibe. I'm looking for that tone. I'm looking for that lyric that will set me on that path of wherever my idea is. Absolutely. or if i'm mad i got songs i listen to when i'm angry you know like like when like when i got really mad or and i needed to cool down i used to listen to Eminem's just don't give up right <laughs> okay and i had the uh th- this was um like i love the movie eight mile right right you know, i love the movie eight Mile. so when the dvd came out back in 2001 this is hey kids uh there was a time in uh 2001 where we had options on uh how to you know how to look at our movies on dvd we could either do a widescreen or full screen so did we did (laughs) early days early days of dvd oh man i just saw this documentary on laser discs it's crazy um but um but yeah one of the special features on um on either that either the 8 mile no it was the 8 mile soundtrack or the Eminem show CD yeah it had the preview of 8 it had the preview of 8 mile and then right next to it was the original video for just don't give a along with a um along with a 1998 Eminem freestyle and concert and i would go back to that you know go back to that video because even though I didn't relate, you know, I wasn't like trying to relate to every lyric that he was spitting because, you know, a lot of it was, you know, a lot of it was crazy. I was Mm -hmm. like, if this is just the way, this is just the way I'm feeling at this moment. I really don't, you know, I really don't care, you know? And then I would just like, it like imitate like hand movements in the video. Like there's one point where he would say, "Um, I'm driving over the curb, driving in the median, finally made it home, but I ain't got the keys to get in. And he would do this to the camera. And I would do that every time. I don't know why. You know? It
0: was just certain things that would get you in the hype of the songs. Yeah. That you would reenact, you know, every movement.
2: Yeah. You, you yeah. do
0: the hand gestures, the lip mumbling. The, you mm-hmm. know, you could never catch the verse right, right to do it. Some of us could and couldn't mm-hmm. go right on point. But it had to be like a slow tempo beat that they were on. So, yeah, I'm with you on you're right. And let's not yeah. forget how incredible Eminem was at that time period. Not saying he's not super dope still now, but because a lot of people don't give him credit as far as what he's done for hip hop culture. Like
2: they they underestim- they, uh, they 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 were underestimating him from the beginning because of the way he looked. And even though it, you know, part of me can understand that because music because music in itself has always been like they they never really gave. You know it gave the people that created it the proper credit you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so when eminem you know and plus before we had white rappers before eminem but people still would compare him to like then you know like vanilla ice just because he happened to be white right and i'm sitting over here like the beastie boys were dope third mm. base was dope so why so why can't you give you know why can't you give the new guy a chance and then then he just then he just blew up. I became a, I became a, like a, like a fan, like not a stan, but kinda, cause I memorized like entire albums, right? Right. So <laughs> I would like, I remember one time um, we were, te- they were teaching us something in, 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 in one of my language arts classes. And in one of my teachers brought, she had just bought a edited version of the Eminem show. And she was analyzing the lyrics and trying to figure out why we like certain songs. And here I am. I have the entire album already. So I'm you know, so I know every song on that track list. And people are they they hear me because at one point I'm just saying it in my head, and then I start saying it out loud, and people start and people look at me like, Is he like you really like that white boy that much? I'm like, Yeah, he's a dope, he's a dope MC, right? But then they they you know, but then you know, somebody tried to discredit them in the class because I was the weird kid in class. So, you know, oh, but, boy. and then I tried to say like, okay, so you get mad at one people for doing, you know, for doing this. What about the beastie boys? It's like, I don't listen, you know, I don't listen to them. I'm like, Hey, yeah, I get, you got to give them their flowers too. If you are a, I don't care where you're coming from. If you respect the culture and not just doing it because it makes money or because it's a popular thing to do and you really have something to say, I don't care where you come from. Agreed. You know, and that, and that includes every genre of of um, of music because I listen to pretty much everything. But hip hop's always been my my first love, you know. So that's, you know, that's how I always feel about it. My favorite MC of all time is LL Cool J. But I'll put, you know, but I'll put like, I'll put like people like Eminem and Aesop Rock and freaking MF Doom. I'll put them all in the number one spot to me. You know, right. I can't just choose I can't pick and choose. I can't. because because my list always changes. Every time right. I hear a double I know they have like more than one project. I'm going down the list. I'm like, what else they got? Oh, bam. Oh, hey, yo, run run the jewels. Bam. Uh, Fre- uh free uh, freaking uh big ups to the outcast. Their their um you know their AT Aliens album is like what twenty-five years old or something
0: something like twenty five, if we're accurate, twenty five or thirty five, one of the two. Twenty
2: five or thirty, yeah, yeah. It, and and of course, I gotta, you know, I gotta put knives in there, and you know, my 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 list and my tastes always change, you know. Right. So, but that's got that's gotten me through some, you know, that's gotten me through some times too, you know. So that's why I can't ever discredit. I can't discredit anything that they do because like you guys have gotten me like pe- people like, like freaking, um, uh, tech, you know, like, freaking tech nine, um, freaking heavy D, um, snow, snowed up the snow, the product queen Latifah, freaking MC light. They've all gotten me through some, like some tough times. And I have to definitely credit my family for that too, because they introduced me to them in the first place. Yeah. Right. So, Shout out for that. Yeah. Mhm. But have you listened to uh Have you listened to Kanye's new uh new stuff?
0: Well, to answer that honestly, I was checking it out rap right before the show started, and mm-hmm. to be honest, I was not a fan. You weren't feeling it
2: so far. I'm not.
0: Like, a, I'm not feeling. I'm not. I'm not. I would actually give YNW Melly moment in slime or whatever it is new one is Mm second moment of slime but i would definitely give and they trying to downplay melee album tell me it was just something put together yeah i gotta look at that man is locked up so of course it was kind of rushed to put some content together Mm. but it was dope music like i'm a fan of dope music yep Um, you know what i'm saying if i can catch a vibe to it because a lot of times right now in this era i'm more if the beat's snazzy and then your flow pattern can connect to that beat in some sense, then I ain't got time to judge you on punchlines and criticism and stuff. Because we're in a different era. You know, every season had of culture of music had its era for punchlines, lyricism, you know, tempos, all mm-hmm. that, the Timberlands, the swiss beats, and, you know, there's so many you can go down the line. And we'll save that for artistry Tuesday content you can catch that Tuesday's on who they want podcast
2: <laughs> but <laughs> oh, most definitely most definitely, most definitely. I've, I've been having some fun when when uh we talked to like different artists that I would not you know would not have known about had it not been for you know the block and tasha and you you know
0: right right and gotta oh, yeah. give our other people some love too you know Kimberly giving us with these factual situations that has happened in history and given What's us that? a chance to you know kind of s- explore them on the show yeah like, the content and you yep. know Man. and while we're on that subject like look how far we've came in a month to two months time period of whoever Shit. thought we would actually do 30 episodes together
2: i was just telling my uh, my uh, my aunt this saying, you know, this same thing. And, um, cause I had just listened to, I had, I had listened to the interview you did, um, with the homeboy, uh, Trey styles. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, and I, um, and I started talking about like how, like, you know, how your grind is similar to mine, as far as, you know, as far as what you want to do with like the, who they want brand, because with my, you know, cause with my stuff, it's like, I don't put out episodes, every week you know but you're doing what i've always tried you know what i've always tried to do and strive. you know and strive to do i think that's another reason why you know we connect because it's just like we get you know we get we get we have different perspectives but we love what we love what we do everybody that we've been working with thus far they they absolutely love what they do and they all come from different walks of life different ages different life experience different life experiences you know everything so it's you know so it's like we hear each we hear each other out and we just let them be in and we just let them be them you know exactly you know
0: and i'm looking forward to all the different elevations that season five can bring you know Mm-hmm. I'm looking to do maybe some group sessions with us, like where we can sit down and discuss creative ideas for certain days of the week or something like that.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, definitely, you know, yeah, definitely. Just like bring out some ideas, see how we can make you know, see how we can make it happen. It, and and I and I think that's that's another thing that needs to be ex- you know that needs to be explored. You know how like creative creative people they start they think differently. You know, right they see the world differently like regardless of what the art is everybody everybody is not everybody is not the same and they have actually done studies and they've seen that um you know that certain chemicals in the brain are heightened when this person is thinking or when this person's in the middle of the creative mode or whatever you know or even in their sleep there's something about it that's there's something about it that's different exactly you know? they've done similar studies with, um, extreme sports athletes, you know? Right. So it's, so it's like, how come we haven't really explored that side, the positive side of, of mental, of mental health of the mental health discussion, you know, mm. you know, like, like, okay, perfect example would probably be Robin Williams. Right. That That's dude, great. that dude was always on. And he had the big, and he had the biggest heart, and he could act, and he could, you know, and and he knew how to make something funny, and he like, and he was a great father, all that, you know, all that stuff. But he also dealt with his own personal demons, and that and nobody knew. That nobody knew. He kept those out of. He kept though, as far as I remember, he he kept those out of the, uh, uh you know, out of the conversation. Like when right. somebody has an issue, usually it's all over the tat. And, and if you're that famous. It ends up all over the tabloids or, you know, or they find out something about you later. Right. Exactly. Like, um, but after, um, after watching a two hour documentary about him, and then there's another one that talks about his mental state right before he, uh, you know, right before he, um, he passed and they actually, they actually studied different sections of the brain to figure out what was, you know, what was going on. Right. Okay. Now, some may say that it might have been early signs of of um of uh, dementia. Um, I don't know. I have to watch the documentary myself. But that makes. But that also makes me. That also makes me think. If he knew this from the beginning, is that where? It, is that why he did what he did? Like, it, because th- does that equate with the depression he was feeling?
0: And from, I think. I'm like you, until we get some further clarification, but I think that was the problem. I think it was a matter of, he was starting to get early stages of it. That's why he did end up, you know, exiting the land of the living. But I think it was like, he felt like he was getting too old. You know what I'm saying? I realized like, okay, I'm at this point in my career, or people Mm -hmm. don't think I'm funny no more. Like, I done got older and you know maybe certain voices that he would do wasn't funny you know you can be like okay that was funny about 10 20 movies ago you can knock it off now i don't know but i'm
2: just saying the Dude should. was the chameleon the dude the dude was honestly a chameleon he could he could do any like not every movie that i've seen him in i you know thought was great but he no matter what the material was was great in it you right know what I'm and so, Dave
0: Poulier, Dave Coulier, if anybody know him from Full House as Uncle yeah. Joey, yeah. he's a master of voices as well, too. That doesn't get a lot of credit But his no, voice. No, like,
2: like, really, like, sometimes, I, like, I've seen him in other stuff, but I didn't recognize him. But then you put him in the Full House setting, and it's like, oh, there's Joey, right? I forgot. Yeah. I forgot he was in, like, one or two Disney Channel original movies. Completely slipped my mind, you know? Right, it like, like it'd
0: be people like that that just leave an impact on comedy, and if they leave, you'd be like, you're crushed. Like, look at us talking about Robin Williams, yeah, That's one of the genius of not, not just voice over work and that type of era, but like, dude was just funny, period, to me. Exactly. Like, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey is another one of my faves, will always be funny. He battles
2: with depression, yep um and but jim but jim carrey actually talked about it like he talked about how he was you know now he feels like he like remember when he did you see that clip a few years ago when he kind of went on a rant on how like we're not really you know like we're not really here everything was like i'm like you know even though it's like i don't think he's he's actually saying that we're all in a simulation or anything like that. I think it's I think it's something else. I think he's trying to I think he's trying to use it metaphorically. I could be wrong, um, but at you know but at the same time, sometimes you got to read between the lines. Because I've been because right. I've been one to I, I take things very literally to a point where it's almost cost me friends. You know, mm. and because sometimes I don't know when to take a joke or I overanalyze that I can't ever be a comedian because I overanalyze the heck out of a joke sometimes I can like but that's only when my family is telling it if I'm if I'm you know if I'm watching a stand-up special or something and then I'm like oh no I get it but then you know but then my 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 like my brother and my cousin will go back and forth riffing and because their sense of humor is kind of dark it's like you know but what about this and this and then I go into a study that of something that I've read is like joke killer they they dubbed me the joke killer for about a year on a podcast we you know on a podcast I helped them produce and it was uh you know because like, my brain always goes for the literal first, mm-hmm. okay. but then you know but then the metaphorical and the comical set in and then sometimes I get it right away it just all depends on how I'm feeling at the time I guess
0: right you know? it does because sometimes you can get me in that I'm not really looking for a laugh type of mood and you get that grunt side of me like uh you think you just funny today ha and you're not yeah. laughing but but then like you say later on if it sinks in like i might wake up out my sleep or something just re at the joke and you'd be like oh no nah. and then you got to go back now and try i to- get it yeah then you go back and try to fix it and then they saw it because you like man you got me in one of the mood but now i'm back to reality i get the joke shoot me another one
2: but the funny thing is when stuff like that would happen it was already recorded and my cousin didn't like it when i cut too much stuff out so you know so yeah like me going like wah wah on the jo- on the joke that's in there <laughs> you
0: didn't have to kill my joke it was funny it was funny <laughs> the crowd laughed before i got in this room <laughs> yeah <Been there.
2: laughs> yeah but it's like the 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 thoughts of like the creative like the creative mind everybody cuz some, some people say oh i'm not creative i'm not i'm not like this i'm not like i'm like you're probably not creative in that way mm. right bingo but if you are in a different environment and in a different setting even organ, you know even organized people are very, you know have to be very creative on how they approach scheduling on how they on how they approach you know clean you know cleaning because everybody has their own system that right. is that is using your imagination yes it's it's in more of a structural way you know but i still count that you know respect I, yeah i i i still count that because you have to think about it first before you do it right of course so you know, so you got it. So you got to give yourself credit. There, it may not be like an art piece or anything, but sometimes you might look at something like, you know what? Okay, maybe this can go here. This can go here. This can. But somebody had to think of that first, you know.
0: I agree with you, bro. Yeah. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we about to get ready to head about this studio. We didn't give y'all enough content. <laughs> I feel like for the night. So. <laughs> Kyle, won't you leave our listeners with a word of affirmation if you don't mind?
2: I uh, well, I'm gonna use one that I use all the time. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be okay. If you have an issue and you feel like you don't have anyone to to talk, you know, to talk about it with, it's okay. Write it down save it for like maybe your your psychiatrist or your psychologist or your therapist whoever you you know or your or your 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 preacher whoever it is hopefully you can talk about it you know talk talk about it and see it in a positive in a positive light and then be able to learn from it
0: Mm, interesting words wise words from a wise brother well my affirmation for tonight ladies and gentlemen would be enjoy your life live every waking moment second minuscule of a second enjoy your life love one another and just embrace love don't be too proud don't be too proud to ask for help
2: something i had to learn still learning (laughs) right
0: Mm -hmm. so again I told y'all this was supposed to be the season for a wrap-up, but, hey, I love podcasting so much. I'm just so dedicated to this job. I'm still Mm going to drop some content this week. So you can look forward to another amazing night tomorrow as Lady Tasha, the Duchess Lady Tasha, returns for another Artistry Tuesday with some, again, dope talent, dope artists. Mm -hmm. And who knows what this week might coincide i'm hoping you know some more members of the misfits crew is mentally back together and you know everything is good and normal for them to return back to the camera if not then hey we'll work some things out to get y'all in on some more content because i love everybody i come in contact with and to those i've lost that i came in contact with maybe it was just meant for me to lose you i'm not apologizing for it that you won't get but i'm not going to take away from are exiting of the show and don't forget to download the block today free in all app stores. And I know y'all here's be like the block. They keep talking about the block. Everything entertainment expo is this amazing social media platform where you can do everything you're doing on Facebook, YouTube. Yeah, you can go live, but you can do Facebook. You can do Twitter. You can do LinkedIn. Like it's basically like an all in one social media source. And Natasha Colson, Lady Tasha, is the owner of it. And we welcome anybody to network, entrepreneur, artist, workers, un, you know, field workers, whatever you are in life, you're welcome to come on to Everything is Expo. We encourage you to download the app, come be a part of the community, and embrace the love and fellowship with us. And plus, you can see who they want, show live there too. So mm-hmm. download that today. Show some love and support. Also, again, I want to express that anchor.fm slash who they want ENT is where you can listen to the audio sessions of this show. And there's a $7.99 subscription fee where right now my current episodes will be episodes featuring, you know, some name, pretty well-named people in America that I have the pleasure of working with in season three. But I'm planning on doing some more premium content for you guys in season five. So with that being said... This has been Who They Want Podcast. This has been DJ Big Dog and Kyle E and your listening is tonight. I hope you enjoy. Y'all make sure y'all stay safe out of this COVID world. Mask up. Get the vaccine. I love y'all. Be blessed. We're out.
4: Aren't worried about credit. And to me, that, that's something that we need to tackle now because I wouldn't want my son to you know be my age, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now and have the, the problems that I had to go through when the information is out there. So we're just trying to spread the information and make sure it gets into uh, it gets to the people that are interested in it.
2: Oh, no, so, I, I appreciate that. You know, oh, I was, when I was a teenager, my uh, my mother, you know, kept emphasizing uh, credit, especially when I, you know, especially when I was when I was uh, when I was working, when I was getting, when I was going out there looking for jobs, she was like, OK, check your, you know, check your credit score, check this, check that. And I'm like, and I and I would check and there would really be nothing there of, you know, of, of value because I didn't really have, I didn't have any kind of, I didn't have any kind of credit. By the time I turned 18, you know, credit, you know, credit card companies were knocking at my door because they knew I was college age. And they were, you know, capital one, every Mm -hmm. other, you know, every other visa card was trying to get to me. I didn't get it. I didn't have a credit card until I was in, uh, until I was 30. And that Mm -hmm. was because I was trying to go into business for myself and I needed the equipment, you know, that, that was like, up until then, I had no real reason. I had a little, I had some student, I had some student loan debt from Mm -hmm. a trade school. Uh And after I paid it off, it didn't really like, I looked at my credit score and it barely, and it barely scratched the surface. I'm like, what, what is going on here? I paid everything on time. Yeah. I was the only one of my friends that had a, had the amount that I had to pay. Cause everyone else I knew was paying multiple, mm-hmm. um, you know, was, was paying multiple, um, uh, student loans where I only had one. So that's the only one I had to focus on. But by the time I was done, by the time I was done and ready to move out my credit barely went up it barely went anywhere so that's why i was so like i was so adamant about not getting a credit card because i've heard so many uh you know so many horror stories of people that have had credit cards or had credit cards taken out in their name or not being able, or defaulting on old credit cards and stuff like that. They would tell us in school how you could default on a card. They didn't tell you how you could be responsible with the car. Yeah, right. 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 They would tell. They would tell you stay away from this. This is what yeah. happens. Here's, you know, here's Joe Schmo over here. He's still trying to pay off a credit card that just defaulted on blah blah blah. And then you would see commercials like it, it was like. You guys are you guys are scaring us, but you're not yeah. educated.
3: <laughs> and that's what happens. Amer- America is built off of fear, but it's a couple yes. of things I want to I want right. to hit on right? because think about this, right? America has trillions of dollars,
2: trillions in debt. of debt, right? yeah,
3: and we're still the with the we're the considered the the figurehead of all the countries, right? I want to tap, yeah. But, I mean now what's changing, but what I'm saying is that America is a powerful nation, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. credit when utilized correctly is great right and i'm telling you guys this is i'm I'm watching monet's comments i hope i'm saying her name right i'm Mm -hmm. watching her comments and she's she's hitting it on the head and this is what elize talked about his son i've got three younger My, my oldest is 14 right and i talk to them our program also has we call it the youth financial literacy program where we educate youth and it's very important because she talks about you know adding your child to your credit as an authorized user. What that means is this, right? If you've got an 800 credit score, right, you can add your child, use their social security number. You call Capital One. Hey, I want to add my child. I want to add, it doesn't have to be a child. It could be anyone to your your credit. They're going to say no problem. Once they get their information, 30 days later, your child now has probably close to an 800 credit score. That's all it takes. One billing cycle. And now they they basically inherit your good credit. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the responsibility that we have to have good credit, because if we don't have good credit, we have nothing to pass down. And I'm going right. to tell you this. Credit is not just to be used to go and buy an engagement ring or to go and buy a house. Credit is to be used to start your business. Right? You could have a $50,000 credit card. And guess what you take that money off of the car you can turn that money into cash right that cash now started you a couple airbnbs you now went and bought a couple cars from toro now that that forty thousand dollar job which honestly in today's economy forty thousand dollars doesn't do anything for you right. you can make that money at a young age utilizing your credit i'm telling you that's the difference in this country between the poor and the rich a good credit and, score and how to utilize it.
1: And but let me hit on this, how I feel. And I want to ask you guys opinions. And what would you do in the situation in one minute? But educating these children on how the whole credit game mm-hmm. works and what to expect is, is a big thing. Because what Monet said, she let her kids piggy bank off of her. Mm-hmm. Now,
4: me. I did the same me, thing I with my t- like, Literally, this is uh, my daughter's uh, Discover card. Mm-hmm. Love right. It, love it.
1: When I turned what, 17 or 18, one of the two, okay? <laughs> I got a credit card in the mail. I don't even know where the hell this damn thing came from. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even remember applying for it. But I got it in a mail. It was a $5,000 credit limit. Now, I had well, I had some rich parents, but I had no job. I had no nothing. You understand? I'm like, well, where did this card come from? Bet. I, I, I went out and spent that in a month. Okay? Oh. Not knowing. <laughs> I went out. Yeah. I, I, then... Guess what? I called up, I was like, listen, I was speaking to the rep on the phone and I knew nothing about credit extension. Oh yeah, we give you a credit extension. They gave me another $2,500 credit extension. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, no, I'm like, damn, yeah, well, America is great. <laughs> you know, This is my whole thing right now. I was like, no, but I then found out that was my parents' credit <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, this stuff. I did not realize, and this is what I'm trying to say. It is so important that children learn in school. Now, you guys, I want a question. If you was given the opportunity to come up with a curriculum to teach children in school about how to manage their money and credit, at what grade would you start it? And can you just give me something on how you would start it or what type would be on that
4: curriculum? I love it, I love it. I think Mm -hmm. I would start it, uh, I think I would start at the beginning of high school, uh, maybe ninth grade, mm-hmm. um, because I think that was, mm-hmm. you know, coming into coming into myself, at least so I thought so. Um, mm-hmm. I think we start high school, what, 13, 14, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought I knew it all when, when I got into high school. So I think that would be the perfect time to start.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: what type of curriculum would it be? I couldn't say for sure, but we have to be, I would try to make it a way that it would be engaging um, and a way that would be kind of fun for them. Uh, a way that it would kind of make sense to them. Uh, I I couldn't say specifically how I would do it, but I okay. like you know, I said, I would start around the age of like thirteen to fourteen, like when mm-hmm. you start taking life kind of serious, yeah. and um, making it mm-hmm. something that was kind of engaging and uh, interesting for them to do.
3: Yeah, okay. I, I got to say this. So I grew to lies If it, I would say that's the perfect age, only because I have a, a daughter who she's a freshman in high school, and we're really starting to get into it now. I have younger kids and what, what this program does. So with our program, we have what you call the Youth Financial Literacy Program. And from the age of, they start from the fifth grade, which, you know, it's, I think it's early, but you're able to. So what it does, like for instance, my kids, they're always asking me for money. They all got iPads, they're doing all this stuff. So what it allows you to do is you can enroll them in the system uh, with the Youth Financial Literacy Program, and they have to answer certain questions you know do a little bit of homework not anything long or strenuous and once they answer the questions correctly you could make it where once they answer the questions correctly now they get their their allowance gets released to them right mm-hmm. it's a tool for them to learn and to grow so anytime a customer makes a payment or towards their credit if you sign up with our program two dollars of that goes to our youth um financial literacy program um this past mm-hmm. year we gave away over six hundred thousand um in uh-huh. scholarships to high school graduates um awesome. i was able to witness it at our you know company convention in, in august so it's a beautiful thing it's it's necessary um and like i said what will be on it i don't know exactly what i will put on you know as far as if i did my own curriculum yeah. but I, I definitely know that you know just the importance of of credit i mean mm-hmm. what it can do for you you know what you know, your utilization, your payment history, at least what goes into making up your credit score. You know, right? I was in I was in college I, and I never forget it. My first college I went to, I went to college, I went to New York Tech in Brooklyn. I'm in awe, I'm in college, It's something new to me. And right outside the college door was a desk <laughs> set up and they were offering you credit cards and they're calling you over Sign up for a credit card. You can get a five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. No problem. I signed up for a card.